Hi everyone, I'm Alex. I'm Maggie. And this is Socially Course. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film and marriage. Huzzah! So, today we're going to be focusing slightly more on that game part of it. Slightly more? In a kind of vague way, I guess. A lot more. Yeah, okay. Um, So, you guys have probably seen this already. We've already discussed it between ourselves in, Uh you know, a decent length. and. You know, we, we've already kind of thought it to death, and you've seen our tweets about it, things like that. But today, we're going to be talking about video game addiction. Yeah. and the Gaming fact, disorder. Yeah, that the um, World Health Organization, or the WHO, the WHO. Um, have declared it an official mental health disorder. So, it's in the index. Is it the ICD? Yeah, the International... Something. Uh, um, I literally just read it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I see the 11 anyway. So it's the 11th edition and the WHO have officially added it to their list of over 55,000 mental health disorders, I believe. What? Yeah. It's there are that many mental health disorders? I think it's something stupid like that. That's ridiculous. Anyway, well, however much it is. And hey, Koth, welcome to the podcast. Um, sorry, Koth just decided to curl up on my knee. Yep. And now he's looking at Maggie in disgust because Maggie pushed him away. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. So, we have Thoughts. some things to say Feelings. on this issue. Off the bat, I'm going to say we don't disagree with it. We don't agree with it. Yeah. We're not trained psychologists. Yeah. <laughs> We're just two dudes. I'm not a dude. There's a dude and a dudette. 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 A dudess. And, you know, we have our own mental health conditions. Yes. We've been quite open about this on yeah. the podcast. We both have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have depression. And, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff that goes on yeah. in everyday life. Yeah. I'm a gamer. Yeah. Maggie enjoys playing video games. Mm-hmm. Would you say you're a gamer? Or would you just say you you enjoy and you play every now and again? I think I would say I enjoy. Because I don't think I've stuck with a game long enough to classify mm. myself as a gamer. Well, I mean, like, that's your own... I don't think it's an official, like, definition or anything, but... I know, but I think I... If given the opportunity, I think I'd shy away from a game more often than I would go play yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I wouldn't classify myself as a gamer. I'm you, the you wife of a playing, gamer. Yeah, you enjoy playing once in a while. And we, I love watching you play. You do love watching me play, which, which is... is weird. The, it's the greatest thing ever. I mean, certain games. I was going to say, you enjoy watching, you do not enjoy watching me play RTS games. Yes. Like StarCraft. You do no. not I get don't that understand it. Exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, like, you, know. you enjoy watching me play RPGs like yes. Skyrim and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. First person shooters. Good one. You enjoy watching me play Doom? Yeah. I feel like you don't enjoy that one as much. No, it's just I, I get scared by the monsters. Yeah, I don't kill all the monsters, sweetie. Don't I worry. Know. Thank it's you. So Anyway, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so yes, I would say I'm a gamer. Yes, you are. I wouldn't say I'm addicted to video games. No, not to the extent that they are describing. My that they life, should be describing. Yeah, my life in terms of gaming is made easier because of the games I play. Mm-hmm. I worded that terribly. So, it, how I deal with my anxiety and depression is to play video games. Yes. Because to me, they represent an escape from the awful real world mm-hmm. um, into worlds that I can control, manipulate. Mm-hmm. I can be a hero in, you know, I can, can right win. the wrongs, I can win, exactly. Um, that's why I play video games. Yes. We play video games together 
because it's a bit of fun. It's a yes. laugh. Like we play Minecraft together and things like that. Oh, and it's that like we fun. build a little house and then we spawn in like a thousand wolves and tame them all and just yes. make them all sit. I was so I, they can't get into any yeah. trouble. And I built Maggie's um, tower of, of of looking. You did. You built. We built a little house on a hill, and in order to look at it, like <laughs> like you built this. Like I I opened the front door one day. Was, oh, what a beautiful day! Why is there a dirt tower in front of my house? Because we made a very elaborate roof with um, stairs and stuff, and it took forever to make, and we couldn't appreciate it's it. It's just from survival the mode as well. This wasn't crazy. Yeah, mode. but and Alex was mining for a while at one point, and I was bored, so I decided to just build a tower. Maggie's tower of looking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, oh, but no, was it over admiring? No, I think it was look. Oh, maybe. I don't remember. Anyway. Anyway. It's got a sign next to it, so it has the name it's on it. So we just have now. to go back into that world. Um, um, yes. I'm a gamer. I love playing games. I love watching Let's Plays and things like that. Yeah. You know. Actually, that raises an interesting point. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. So, they've decided to add Gaming Disorder as an official mental yep. health disorder now. Yeah. They do have certain categories for it, and mm-hmm. we'll redo the exact official definition. definition in a second, but... You might agree with us where it sounds quite vague. Like, I'm reading the definition for, like, the third or fourth time today, and I'm like, how do they diagnose that? Yeah. Do you have to play X amount of hours over a certain day? Or, like... Right. Do you want to read the definition? Yeah, I'll read the definition. Right. Prepare yourselves, guys. Strap in. WHO definition of gaming disorder. Okay. Gaming disorder is characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior, brackets, digital gaming or video gaming, end brackets, which may be online, brackets, i.e. over the internet, end brackets, or offline, manifested by, one, impaired control over gaming, e.g. onset, frequency, intensity, duration, termination, context. Second, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities. And third, continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. The behavior pattern is of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational or other important areas of functioning. The pattern of gaming behavior may be continuous or episodic and recurrent. The gaming behavior and other features are normally evident over a period of at least 12 months in order for a diagnosis to be assigned, although the required duration may be shortened if all diagnostic requirements are met and symptoms are severe. There's the official definition. And again, yes, high five. Yeah. Good. Um, Again, that's like the fifth time I've heard it and read it and... Actually, this it's still quite vague to me. I I, I preferred it in the CNN article. Go ahead. That you sent me, um, because I think it just covered the three elements a little bit better. Um, and this is apparently how the person who actually got it through, Doctor Pozniak, um, described it. So one is that the gaming behavior takes precedence over other activities to the extent that other activities are taken to the periphery. Yeah. Second is impaired control of these behaviors. Even when the negative consequences occur, this behavior continues or escalates. Um, and third, 
The condition leads to significant distress and impairment in personal, family, social, educational or occupational functioning. The impact would then result in things like disturbed sleep patterns, diet problems, deficiency in physical activity. Now, it's it's interesting because I agree probably the most with the third point, mm. which is if gaming takes precedence over basic things. Like if people don't go to work, if like that person, for example, doesn't go to work, doesn't interact with people outside of their home, and if they are either not eating or eating excessively and just sitting on their sofa all day, I can understand that that would suffice for a gaming addiction. If it genuinely meant that that person would refuse to live their life apart from when they're playing a game. That I understand. That could potentially do that. But the problem is that the other um, factors make it very easy to misinterpret yeah. what gaming addiction is. So we were talking about this, um, that what this does is gives all the parents who panic about their children playing games for two hours at a time and like it gives them justification. It gives them justification for this. And I actually forgot what thought I started when I finished that sentence. Um but it gives them justification to think that because they're for example not doing their homework when they yeah. get home and they go into a game, that means that they're like mentally di- like disabled yeah exactly yeah. a it's, gaming addiction but that's not what that no. is that's just because homework sucks yeah homework's and, dull as hell would you rather do homework or would you rather shoot some zombies like, yeah and i think it's it's just important to note in that case that it could be because for example they're getting bullied at school and they need to get home and be in a game and not think about humans and like there could be so many reasons for why that child is doing that and and that goes all the way to like 30 year olds parents will still worry if somebody's playing a game for a longer time but can it also be boiled down to though just bad parenting could be bad parenting if the parents are like oh god you know kids at the weekend they just spend all the time on their xbox or their pc it's like a who bought them that yeah b why aren't you making more of an effort? Uh, you don't have to go into your kid's room and be like, right, do something else. You've been in the computer for ages, blah, 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 which some parents do. Yeah. It's a more of a case of giving them more of a structured, you know, like, right, we're all going out. Let's go. We're all going to the park for two yeah. hours. And I think it's I know difficult it, I to gauge and, that. Yeah, I know it's not always that easy. And, but this is what I mean. This definition is too open to interpretation. Yeah. Like, there's so many different ways you can take all of those points. Yes. And not one of them solidly connects to the other. It's like, like you say, these parents are like, oh, all he does is, you know, sits there and plays Fortnite for two hours and then goes to bed and whatever. It's like, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. yeah that doesn't mean they're addicted to video games. Like, this is another part of my argument where it's like, is this taking attention away from other, quote, more serious mental health disorders yeah because there are other i'm not saying video game like i say i'm not saying it is a thing i'm not saying it's not a thing yes i'm just saying that it seems like there are more severe disorders out there that maybe deserve the attention that this disorder is getting right now and and it's going to give people the wrong thing to worry about yeah the gaming is more probably symptomatic 
more often symptomatic of a bigger mental health problem than it is a problem on its yeah. own. Uh, yeah, that's and there's, say, yeah. there's a very small like population of people who are probably fit into the category of gamer behavior disorder and that's fine i mean those people are those who probably forget to go to the toilet and stuff like that you know there are those kinds of people who have addictive personalities who will latch onto that but in the same vein and this is where i find like the most like if it gets to the point of like gambling addiction where that person is willing to give up their house just to satisfy a gambling like addiction that is when it gets bad and i feel like this just it, it it opens it like you say it opens it up way too much to be a thing where people look at that and like they'll like i can just imagine you know that I, not that i can imagine uh, medical professionals are bad but i can imagine that you'll go to them and they'll like you'll say okay i haven't been sleeping really well and yeah. I, I can't figure out why They're like oh do you do you play any games well yeah maybe like half an hour yeah it's gaming disorder and like that's it but like i understand that that's not most medical professionals but that's the that's the thing that we're talking about is that even now like i know that mental health disorders are a massive problem but at the same time the interpretation like it's so difficult to interpret them that giving them even more places where you can find them is is just going to like damp i don't know it's it's difficult to describe I know what, what i'm mean. trying to yeah, say it's, but it's hard to put into words it's like it gives people an excuse to not look beyond the surface. Yes. Matter. You know, if if you say, yeah, I play a lot of video games, people are going to be like, right, well, you've got gaming disorder. Move on. This yeah. is what you do to solve it. Instead yeah. of saying, why do you play so many video games? Yeah. Fair enough, most of the time it's going to be, you know, it's colorful and you've yeah. got a gun and you can shoot aliens in the face. What's yeah. that to like? But a lot of the time, it's going to be because you want to escape from the real world. Yes. Like I do. Like Maggie yeah. does. Um, like a lot of, like a lot yeah. of people do. Um, and I think, uh, the, uh, you know, one of the articles also pointed out that it's very important to look at the type of game yeah. that um, people play because that can actually give you an insight into their personality and into potentially what they're trying to kind of accomplish by playing this game. Um, so it's so much more complex than just saying... That surface definition. Yeah. That it, you give priority to gaming. I mean, yeah, I could give priority to gaming because I'm a bloody introvert and I don't yeah, want to exactly, interact yeah, with people. Yeah. Like, it's it's much nicer to be able to sit at home and play a game. Of course it is. That doesn't mean that I've got a mental health disorder. That yeah. just means... Well, it means that I'm at the type of personality who prefers to spend time on my own or who finds social interaction to be really tiring yeah. and tedious. And sometimes you just got to conserve your energy and, and do something else. Like, it, it, you just it's sometimes very difficult to do that but like it's it's always i feel like in a lot of the situations that we're describing gaming is symptomatic but not the cause yeah not the it's root just cause. a symptom of a, yeah. a deeper issue yeah sometimes like i say yeah sometimes it's just you want to shoot a zombie yeah other times it's symptomatic of something deeper going yeah. on that you, you need to yeah. escape from and even the the doctor dr bosniak even he admitted that it just applies to a very small fraction of people but like then don't make the definition this broad if you know yeah, that... that it's only like realistically because they haven't like the research hasn't shown as much as they hoped realistically it's only going to apply to a very small amount of people who probably s- display the most severe symptoms because everything else can be eliminated at that point you know that that yeah. is the root cause of what is causing them this problem then surely you should build the definition around 
that population not then just make it bigger and grander and yeah it's it's like that's another thing not only is this divided the general community but it's also divided the um psychological community yeah where you know some psychologists agree with it some really really don't yeah um and it's interesting to see that comparison where a lot of them have come out and said look at there's not enough evidence to support this yeah this shouldn't yeah. be a thing like apparently there, there there has been a bunch of external things influencing it like uh one doctor uh two of them actually two uh doctors got together and published a paper on uh the who's classification of this and mm. said that it was it was a junk diagnosis and it was rushed out mm. which you can tell like that is yeah. kind of true and they also raised an interesting point where they said the WHO had a lot of pressure from the Asian communities to identify this as an issue. Yes. Because if you look at most pro gamers, they are Korean, Japanese, Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently the the WHO faced a lot of pressure from like the Asian countries to mm. do something about it. Yeah. And, um, and you, like I say, if you go and read the, the definition yourself, you'll read it three times and you kind of go, what? Yeah. And you can see, yeah, feels like it's been rushed out yeah maybe and, it is a disorder but maybe it needs a bit more of a more specific definition yeah and i think you know they will probably keep working on this while it's out yeah. and they'll keep pushing out the research to make sure that they can verify all this but and you know i understand that it's probably not as much of a problem here in this kind of in the world that we live in but like you say koreans but at the same time they get paid a lot of money to play games well, so is, why is, is that not a recognized career? This is the thing that I want to talk about because are you a gaming addict if you do it for a living? Yeah. Like let's players and yeah. professional gamers. You know, the yeah. people who compete in these esports championships. Yeah. There are people who play StarCraft 2 professionally. They get sponsored by yeah. all of these different companies. Like massive companies like yeah. Monster and Red Bull and things like that. They get sponsored. They get thousands and thousands yeah. of pounds yeah. not to mention the prize money they get from the tournaments yeah and in order to be able to do that they play starcraft 2 like 12 13 hours a day yeah is that an adi- are they gaming addicts or is that just what they do for a living because they're really good at it yeah and i mean i would do that if yeah I, if i was good enough to do that for yeah. a living are you kidding me that would be my dream job yeah and i mean would you tell off a sports person if they did that if they trained enough to, well, like, yeah, to be a twin, like, would you? I mean, you know, people get sports scholarships, which basically mean that they can give up on their studies to do a sport. Yeah, does that say that they are giving up a part of their life to do this one thing? Yeah, and is like, that addiction? Like, this kid's good at basketball, but he's failing at all of his other grades. Let's give him a pass so he can continue to play yeah. basketball. Like, and it's just like it's just because of the lack of physical exercise yeah. that I feel like a lot of people see gaming as a negative thing but actually if you look at a lot of the pro gamers they're pretty fit they are skinny as hell man um well not all of them like some of them are just buff i've seen like some who are like proper and like gamers and gamers will usually congregate in a group and like professional gamers probably know each other and they and they play in like they have these houses where they have a set specifically to play together so it's not like they're shunning out like social interaction in general they're just choosing to interact with the people who will understand what they're going through and what they're talking about one of my main problems with this which is something that was related to what we've seen before about panicking parents yeah is that there is no one louder than a whiny parent 
Yes. And I'm worried. <laughs> Parents have a big enough influence over the gaming industry as it is. Yep. I'm worried now that, you know, because the whole thing about video game making people violence has been disproved time and time again. Just because you play Grand Theft Auto doesn't mean you're going to go out and kill a bunch of people. You've got to have a specific chemical imbalance in your brain to connect the two. In hundreds of thousands of studies that says there is no evidence to support a link between violent video games and a violent real life. Like I say, it takes a certain mindset to be able Mm -hmm. to do it. I play a lot of video games. A lot of them are violent. I don't have violent tendencies. No. And I mean, it's actually, I'll point out something. I'm sorry, but I'm going to point out something at this point in time. There are extra policemen out on the streets during the World Cup yeah. because there is a massive increase in domestic yeah, violence exactly, because yeah. people watch football on the TV. Now, you don't tell me. Play it. Yeah. Like you tell me, um, the you know three vi- like uh, the the odd video gamer who sees Grand Theft Auto and decides to steal a car, versus the man who just because his favorite sporting team didn't score a goal beat his wife. Well, I think we have a bigger problem. That's somewhere the thing. Else. The statistics show that domestic violence goes up um, significantly. Yeah, but it goes up even if like the country's home team wins. It goes yeah. up more if they lose. It, it still goes up if they win. And there's a lot just revolving around the World Cup in general. There's like an increase in gambling. There's an increase in drinking. There's an increase in junk food. Yeah. Around one sporting event. Yeah. And parents are like, like at that point, parents aren't involved. So yeah. like they don't really care. Like that isn't seen as a massive problem. And it should probably be seen as a lot more of a problem than your child playing a game. Yeah. Like, like I say, yes, there will be very isolated cases in in which there that will be severe thing. enough yeah. that will be a problem but overall like like you say these parents panicking over that and having so much influence over the gaming industry is just going to cause it to like spiral the thing i was going to say is that i'm worried that it's going to give poor and lazy parents just another excuse to be like you know why is such a bad parent oh my child suffers from video game addiction and then they're going to blame that on the games companies. And the games companies are going to have to respond to it by introducing restrictions into games and things yeah. like that. And, you know, it's going to get to the point where they complain so loudly. And game companies eventually are going to have to, like, if you've been playing for more than two hours, they insert, like, a 30-minute break that yeah. you can't skip past and things like that. And that's the kind of influence. That, like I said, there's no one louder than a whiny parent. Yeah. So once these parents just have another excuse to hop on a video games companies, they're going to take it. Yeah. And like I say, the game companies are going to have to respond with something. Yeah. And it's going to ruin it. <laughs> like I say, I'm not saying it is a thing. I'm not saying it's not. I'm sure there are people who play video games. Like I say, they play it to the point where it impairs their day-to-day life. And I'm sure there are people out there who will feel like their partners or their kids do genuinely display like behaviors that are completely disruptive to their life and they will feel that this is a problem but what we are trying to urge is that don't just blame it on the video game try if you can 
delve a little bit deeper into what the problem could be. Because if you just blame it on the video game and just take it away, then they're going to find a different coping mechanism. If it's a problem, then they're going to find a different coping mechanism. Think of it this way. Would you rather your kid was sat there playing Fortnite? Would you rather your kid was out drinking and doing drugs to cope? Yeah. Or up in their bedroom just self-harming? Yeah. Because it's the only thing they know. Would you rather them rebel by spending two hours on a game? And doing that during their teenage years, or would you rather they rebel by sneaking out in the middle of the night and exactly. doing stupid stuff, vandalizing and assaulting yeah. and mugging and, like I say, taking drugs or self-harming, or would you rather they just sat there and played a game with their friends? They yeah. don't have to play it with their friends, but you know a lot of these kids do. Yeah, because they'll go home, and I'm not saying it's just kids, obviously, but this is going to be one of the main backlashes of it. Yeah, this is the main um, drivers for this to happen. So yeah. let's discuss that. But like, um, you but know. you know. A lot of these kids, they're leaving school. They're talking to their friends. Like, oh, you're going to be on Fortnite tonight. Like, yeah, yeah I'll see you then. Team up and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And It's like, just maybe put effort into exposing your kids to the kinds of games where they will keep interacting socially. You know, instead of banning games altogether, maybe just have a look at the games that they're playing and maybe just encourage them towards games that are more social. Because, you know, Fortnite, everybody is using as the main example. But like you say, that has a social element. That yeah. has an element of their communicating. Yes, absolutely intervene at the point where you hear your child being really abusive to other players. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. Do that to the fullest extent. But maybe just educate yourself a little bit more about the games they're playing so you can spot their you can you can counteract the the really bad behaviours. But don't just stop the whole thing. Like That's take, the thing that I I wouldn't want to force our kid to play a multiplayer game just because of the social aspect yeah because as a gamer i prefer single player games i hate multiplayer games yeah i prefer single player games but But it hasn't made me less of a social person no but i think my general awkwardness and shyness has made me less yeah but maybe like maybe say okay do you want to invite your friend over so you can play that game together or something you know there'll always be some way that you can make the gaming not be a solitary experience unless you need to address the other issues like we said unless you need to address the issues of maybe they are being bullied maybe they don't have friends then yeah. that's a separate issue that's got nothing to do with the gaming and you know yes we're preaching here and we're not parents i understand that but we're speaking from the perspective of people who were those kids that's the thing yeah that's a redundant argument like where are the people who are going to be like oh you know parents you don't understand it's, yeah it's, it's, it's a redundant I can, argument the, the thing i can understand is that in gaming you can find games where people are really horrible yeah no and absolutely that can again just just deepen that league of like, legends oh, yeah that can just make it worse for that child but then address the specific things that are making that game a not good environment for your child. Like right. maybe get in touch with the games company and just say, "Hey, my child like every time they log on, they just get told to f off or something like that." That address that, but don't just take away the game. Or maybe maybe encourage your child to play a different game. But you're gonna have yeah, to learn. Yeah. You're gonna have to learn about games to be able to recommend the right one. Don't just be like, "Ah, well, Sharon in the club said uh-huh. that this game that her child plays means that they are so social and stuff." Because that doesn't work. Yeah, you don't don't, know don't your read child. into that. Or it's like, oh it's well, the personality thing. Your kid plays Minecraft, so therefore they must be X, Y, and Z. Maybe yeah. I should get my kid to play Minecraft. It's like it's not how it works. No, but like explore. Explore maybe more in depth about what that gaming means. And adults that are out there who might be lumped in this, because I think it's lumped from about like 10 to 35 or something yeah. like that. If you are an adult out there, also, if you can, just have a look. 
at whether you're comfortable with knowing why you play those games and make sure that you're not that you're not letting it affect your other life make sure that you're not you know like if you, if you do need somehow help you know if, if it is something bad happening in your life then reach out to someone if possible you know just just be careful because it could just you know if if it does happen that you stop playing a game and then suddenly your friend leaves you know and you don't even notice or or you yeah. don't mind being alone all yeah. of a sudden from going from being a social person maybe just address that by trying to reach out to someone and making sure that you're okay but i mean this is too big of an issue to fit into one podcast i think obviously yeah. there's going to be tons of people talking about it and things like that so get involved with the discussion um but this weekend uh we're actually going to be joined by cam adair yep um who has founded the the largest gaming addiction community sport group basically mm-hmm. in the world um so he's going to be on the show and we're going to be talking about the whole thing with him and the work he does how he feels about the diagnosis and mm-hmm. you know things like that um so we're going to be talking to him with uh to him this weekend Mm -hmm. so that's going to be fantastic yeah it's going to be good to have someone like that to have that kind of perspective yes maybe they'll clarify some things that we don't understand maybe they'll agree with some stuff you know it's it's going to be an interesting discussion Discussion. but like i say it is a discussion so Mm -hmm. whatever your opinion is as long as it's not too negative Mm -hmm. it's not just you know needless aggression yeah which i'll be honest it's how i first reacted to the news yes i was really angry about it i was really annoyed and then i took a second to calm myself down and think it through logically mm-hmm. so get involved with the discussion mm-hmm. um as always you know let us know what you guys think mm-hmm. um you can find us on all on the facebook's and twitter and a little bit of instagram and you know uh discussion page on the website as well and just let us know how you feel about it mm-hmm. do you think you're an addict do you think you know someone who's an addict do you yep. agree do you disagree why you know just fire away mm-hmm. that'll be you know Mm-hmm. Um, so like I say we'll continue this discussion at the weekend with yep. a very special guest mm-hmm. um, so I think we'll probably wrap this episode up mm-hmm. here just to save something for the old yes the old weekend uh-huh. but we hope that you know this has resonated somewhat with someone or that we've kind of brought a new perspective to other people we'll see um, should, am I doing the roof I'm doing the roof Okay. No, you can do the rough gun. Do you have a good news? No, I don't. I thought of one before we fit in. And... Anyway. So prepared. Yeah. Okay. So, rough, which is the random useless fact which would give you to either break the ice in a social situation or just be a smartass if you want to be. That's absolutely fine. Is, for today, Arnold Schoenberg suffered from triskaidekaphobia. Which is the fear of the number 13, which you will have heard about before, because I've heard that word before, surprisingly. Um, but the fun fact, the random useless fact, is that he died at 13 minutes from midnight on Friday the 13th. Jesus Christ. And 13 is considered an unlucky number. So it's so, like. So I'll be honest, right to be scared of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it killed him. That phobia it was, him. was a very correct one. <laughs> okay, I had it right, man. Arnold yeah. Schoenberg had it right. Yeah. Go, Schoenberg. It's your birthday. It's not. It's not. You're dead. Oh, if he had been born on the 13th? 13 killed you. That would have been so good. Um, So, as for the good news, Maggie, you're going to save us from... Oh, I can't think of it anymore. I'm trying to look through if I can can spark my memory. 
You know what? Here's some good news for you. Uh, Felicia Day, who yes. a lot of people know, big nerd yeah. icon, things like that. Alex loves her. I am in love with Felicia Day. He um, will leave me for her if he meets her. I mean, maybe we could talk about some kind of... No, dis- you love her. You know, kind <laughs> where I spent some time with you, I spent some time with Felicia, you no. and Felicia spent some time with no. each other. Anyway, that's for the future no. when we eventually meet. So... <laughs> Felicia Day is hosting a 12-hour live stream on Twitch uh-huh. to raise money for. And I can't remember what the company's called, and it's going to kill me. Um, it's the company in America. It's a legal company that's trying to protect all these kids. Oh, oh, God. I've seen um, it written down so many times, and I've completely forgotten it, which so is weird. So she's going to be hosting a 12-hour live stream on Twitch at the weekend. So... Um, Check that out. Check her out on Twitter. She's, mm-hmm. You know, there's tons of information on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's some good news. You know, she's trying to, she's trying to do a bit. And there are plenty of people who are doing their bit for oh, that absolutely. as well. So yeah, where yeah. you can support these kinds of people, you know, support the initiative, try and influence this because, you know, a lot of the times we feel like in this day and age we don't have a, we don't have control. a word and we we don't have control over these things and we aren't able to, to change the bad to good but actually we're getting a lot more of that control back so do educate yourself do make sure that you do whatever you can wherever you are um because it is a really important thing yeah so and that doesn't just mean change with bad news (laughs) it doesn't just mean by the way giving money to a cause it means you support these kinds of people you raise the word about it you do whatever you can yeah um so yeah check that out because it's going to be Alex will be peel- uh, w- with his eyes just glued to the big TV downstairs where he's going to stream it, probably. I mean, I'll check it out. Sure. Sure you will. You know I love Felicia Day. Well, that's not yes, the reason I'll check it out, obviously. But Of course, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, um, sure you do. So, yeah, check that out. And until the weekend, where we talk about this again, mm-hmm. like I say, find us on the social medias, is, find mm-hmm. us on the... Ooh, find us... Oh! Oh, that, that's what I was going to say. Find us on the new Google Podcasts oh, yeah, app, uh, Google which Podcasts, yeah. I have checked out and we are on there yeah, yeah. amongst the other two million one podcasts that they put on there. But Google, that that was what I was going to do as good news. Google are actually going to use the Google Podcasts app to try and promote a lot more like minority podcasts, yeah. which actually, surprisingly, could include us potentially because they've said that only less than a third of the podcasts out there have a female voice. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but they're not going to be necessarily paying like they would with YouTube, but they're just going to make sure that those podcasts get a little bit more exposure. So Google, hit us up. Yo, and also find us on Google. Yes, you can now find <laughs> us on Google Podcasts. But find us everywhere you find your podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast, wherever. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Podium to we host on because... Sherry's caring. There you go. And... Yeah. Leave us a review. Um, don't forget to join in the discussion comment section on the website. All that fun stuff. Let us mm-hmm. know what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think until next time, thank you all very much for listening. As always, I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Cause. Bye!